0: Welcome again to our Sunday broadcast here at All Nations Church in Bedford. We are so pleased that you've joined with us today and we do pray that you will powerfully meet with Jesus Christ and know his never ending love towards you. May the Holy Spirit stoke a fire in your heart right now as we turn to the word of God. If you'd like to get your Bible ready, we're gonna read from that in just a moment. Today we are finishing our series, The God of Encounter. Hope it's been a helpful series to you. Next week we're going to begin a brand new summer series which we're calling Faith Over Fear, which is going to be great looking at how God helps us to conquer our fears in Christ and how we can live a life of faith in the midst of that. That's going to be truly great, so get ready and tune in for for that next week. But as we conclude today, I, I wanted to remind us that A true encounter with Jesus always results in us being changed. And then it sends us as witnesses to what he has done. It also places his call upon us to catch people for his glory. And we're going to see that so clearly demonstrated in the passage that we're going to read now. So if you'd like to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 5, We're going to read verses one to 11. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge, two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. Well, what a day this must have been for Peter and his companions. They started the day exhausted, discouraged fishermen after a fruitless night's fishing. I have to say that has always been my experience of fishing. I'm obviously not a great fisherman, but they had fished all night, caught nothing, but they ended the day followers of Jesus and commissioned as fishers of men. What a saviour Jesus is, someone who can turn our world upside down and ruin us for anything else other than his glory. And if you haven't discovered this already, I want these verses to shatter any illusion that being a disciple of Jesus and following him results in a nice, quiet, predictable life. If that's what your Christian life appears to be, or your life generally appears to be, I want to question if you've got the real thing. Because you see, Jesus is so much more than predictable, quiet and nice. And if you want safe, comfortable religion, this isn't for you. Don't mishear me. Jesus holds us safe and secure like no one else. He's our rock, he's our fortress, he's our refuge. But from that place, he wants to change us and grow us into the men and women of God he desires us to be. And my friends, that is not always comfortable. But let me tell you this, there's nothing else like it. Let me ask you a question. Do you want existence or do you want life? This is the place of life. It's the place of truth, excuse me. And it's the place you were born for. These fishermen had just witnessed the greatest catch of fish they had ever experienced in their lives. And yet after this encounter with Jesus, they pulled their boats up on the shore left everything, including that amazing catch that they just worked so hard to haul in, and they followed Jesus. And praise God, that's what we are about. Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is launching us into a new season. It is a season like no other that we've seen before, but it will be characterised by catching fish people in numbers we have never seen before. And as I was praying as to what that might mean, I felt God say this to me. I'm looking for a people who will love me and follow me, whatever it costs. Let me ask you a question. Are you a dipper or a true disciple? Let's see what these verses say to us about following Jesus above everything else very briefly, there are four things I want to look at today. The first thing is this. If we're going to be a a follower of Jesus above everything else, the first thing is that we need to let Jesus get into our boat. You see, it all began for Simon Peter as Jesus got into his fishing boat by the lakeside. It's in the midst of ordinary life that Jesus comes to them. These fishermen were cleaning their nets. And yet Jesus steps into their world. And what I so love about Jesus, it's not just about being in religious gatherings or prayer meetings or even worship. Jesus comes to us into the ordinary places of life. He meets us where we are. You know, he's not just interested in being the focus of a few songs we sing about him, as great as that can be. He wants relationship with us personally. He wants to do that every day, in all the circumstances of our life. But we need to receive him and welcome him. And what Simon Peter models for us in this passage is his openness to Jesus. Do you know what Simon could have refused Jesus access to his boat? He could have said, Jesus, sorry, not now. I'm too busy. I'm cleaning my nets. I'm really tired. Maybe we could say, Jesus, um, do you know there's a virus on right now? Um, do you know that I'm, I'm home tutoring right now? I'm, I'm working twice as hard. Um, I'm, I'm really kind of not in a place to hear this. I've not got space for this. Why don't you come back later? But you know, that's not what Peter did. He lets Jesus into his boat and in that moment becomes available to Jesus and his grace. Have you let Jesus into the boat of your life? Maybe some of you who are watching right now need to do that for the first time. And I I just want to invite you, say to him right now, come into my life, step into my boat. All of us need to cultivate the habit of daily welcoming Jesus into our life and into the circumstances we walk through. Do you know there are many ways that we can do that, but I I just feel right now this is an amazing time for us to take stock and to recommit ourselves to Jesus, to consciously give him access to all that we are. And, you know, I find it so helpful to do something visual and practical. Maybe you think I'm weird. Well, probably I am. But what I tend to do is I tend to get things that represent my life. Things like my wedding ring, my, my phone, my wallet, keys that represent my house or the car, my Bible. I, I get them all and, and I just lay them down before Jesus. And I say, Lord, I just give these things to you. I say, I want you to take charge. I want you to come and be Lord of all these areas. Be the centre. I want to encourage you, maybe this week, maybe even today, to do that, just to get into that place. I would also invite you to, throughout the day, welcome Jesus to share every moment with you. And that's so hard, isn't it? We're so busy. Some of us, we kind of a dashing from one online meeting to another. Many of us, we're, we're kind of busier in some ways than we ever were before. But I know that I need to kind of almost take a deep breath and say, Jesus, please help me right now. Please come into this. And I want to encourage you this week to, to take those moments to let Jesus come into those very, very ordinary circumstances of life, but to be there with you. He is there with you, but welcome him into those moments. Commit your way to him. When I came back from Columbia two years ago, I really felt the Lord gave me almost like a rhythm of life to live in. And it was summed up with two words, welcome and give. And it was this whole thing about welcoming the Holy Spirit into every part, even before I began the day. So what I'm doing every morning, I've done this now for many, many years. I just say, Holy Spirit, welcome. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Holy Spirit, I want to know the presence of Jesus. I want to know you with me. And then from that place, I give away whatever he gives me to give. I want to say to you, why don't you become a welcome and give believer? Welcome him and give what he gives to you. Let Jesus in your boat. Secondly, do what he says. (laughs) Jesus said this, if you love me, you will obey what I command. Love in the Bible is not so much a feeling as it is an action. For God so loved the world that he gave. The key action of love is obedience to God's ways. If love was purely down to how we feel. Life would be a disaster, wouldn't it? Relationships would be very precarious. I I remember many years ago, when our children were quite young, um, we just had a new car, and one of my kids, I will not name that person, although he's male, so you probably guess who he is, um, decided that he was going to be sick over the back of our new car. And I am not joking, he covered the back seat. And if you were to ask me at that moment how I felt about that and whether I loved, I'm not sure I would have been able to give you a very good answer. But love says we sought it by acting in the right way, even if the feelings in our heart at that point aren't exactly oozing from us. And you know, what is so outstanding about Simon Peter in this passage is his obedience to Jesus He's obedient in the face of so many things that would cause him to question the benefit of following what Jesus said. After all, who was Jesus when it comes to fish? You know, he might have been an expert preacher, and a teacher of God's ways, but man, he didn't fish. Peter is the expert in this field. He owned his own boat. He ran a fishing business. He'd grown up on this lake. His experience had taught him that Deep water fishing was best carried out at night. And as they just laboured all night doing that very thing without any success, what a waste to go out now and fish again in conditions that were less than favourable to success. Yet Simon says this, doesn't he? But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Wow. Jesus, this sounds dumb. I kind of... I'm less than enthusiastic about this, but you're the boss, and I'll listen to you and obey you. And my friends, that is the best way to follow Jesus. And we see the results. A huge catch of fish beyond anything that Simon Peter and his partners have ever seen. It sounded dumb, but through obedience, it leads to tremendous blessing. Listen, Jesus isn't just an expert in the word of God. He's the Lord of the universe. He's the Lord of fish. He's the Lord of finance. He's the Lord of marriage and family. Every part of creation is subject to Jesus. He knows what he's talking about. Remember that when you're at work or dealing with the kids or battling with some practical concern, There is absolutely no part of life or creation beyond his lordship. So we can ask him about these things. And it's good to listen to and obey his voice at all costs. What's he saying to you right now that needs your attention and your obedience? It's often little things that somehow release blessing and growth into our lives. Jesus would say to all of us, come on, you need to take time to pray. But Lord, I'm I'm too busy right now. No, come on, pray. Make that the priority. Come and give your money. But but Jesus, I'm broke. I'm I'm in testing times right now. No, come and trust me with this. Give it and see what I'll do. Come and read my word. But but Jesus, I don't understand your word. I find it really hard. Just do it and see what gems of wisdom will be be birthed in you how it will change you just do it you know it's as we read the word of God that we get to know most completely what Jesus has for us to do and I just want to encourage you don't neglect the reading of God's word don't neglect taking time to get into that, you may have read passages a thousand times before. You may have read this passage a thousand times before. It always has something for you. And also listen to him when he shows you areas of your life that need refining. You know what? We're all on that journey of becoming more and more like Jesus. All of us have sinful habits that we've learned a lifetime doing. And Jesus is wanting to help us get free from them. And it might seem like hard work or we might not want to change, but Jesus says it's time to be free. It's time to get clean. Listen to him. Let the Holy Spirit prompt you. If you know you're in a place that is dubious and wrong and clearly against what God is saying, it's time for you to let him deal with that. And you need to listen to his voice. Just learn to respond to his promptings, even when it seems a little bit out the box. If he says, go and give so-and-so a phone call, well, why should I do it? Just do it. If he says, um, and you think it's just a prompting, well, why don't you take this route home rather than your normal one? Just do it. Do you know what? At the end of the day, if you're wrong, it's not gonna change anything that badly, is it? But if you follow him, and it leads into something that he's wanting to do, Immense blessing comes out of it. We're cultivating a lifestyle of obedience here. I want to encourage you to follow Jesus by doing what he says. No compromise. Thirdly, don't let failure and sin stop you. Simon Peter had worked hard all night. He'd caught nothing. Yet when Jesus tells him, put down your nets again into deep water, he gives it another go and God honours his obedience. Sometimes we can get weary and discouraged. I don't know whether you're there. I know we all have seasons when we're like that. But following Jesus means that we will look to him as our leader, and we'll keep going because he helps us to keep going. We'll give it another go. We won't give up. And we do so because, as we've just learned, Jesus tells us to. And perhaps you've laboured hard. Maybe even in following Jesus, you've been doing that. And and to be honest, it seems fruitless. You see, Peter had worked to the point of exhaustion all night long, and he'd come up empty-handed. And maybe after your best efforts, you feel as though you've come up empty-handed. Not just after one day, but after years of trying. I just feel Jesus would say to you, I know. And he's issuing the same call to you and to me as he did to Simon Peter. Get back out there into the deep water and lower your nets one more time. Jesus would say to us all, look, I'm your reward. I am your reward. And even though you appear to have failed, try again, risk again, believe again. Do you know what an encouraging word this is to us right now? Peter said, in effect, at your word, I will go again. I believe God would encourage us to do the same, to keep going to keep believing, to keep hoping, because he will bring to pass the promises he has made over your life. Do you know what? The sadness is this. For too many people, they give up one turn before it happens. They give up too soon. But you know, there's also nothing in our lives that can stop Jesus From working through us sometimes we think that sin when we've messed up it's an obstacle to Jesus calling us into service sometimes we recognize we've blown it do you know what all of us have blown it we're very aware sometimes of our failures and our shortcomings and maybe we feel we can never again because of that have any real part to play with Jesus well you know if he's gonna do anything with me he's gonna put me in like a a bit part somewhere but you know, this passage tells us that Jesus brings freedom and forgiveness to the sinner who acknowledges their sin. And you know, after this amazing catch of fish, Simon Peter is completely humbled and made aware in whose presence he now stands. And he falls at Jesus' knees because he knows that Jesus is the Lord and he's holy. At the same time, he's also aware of his own sinful state and his own sinful condition. And you know what? That's never a comfortable thing. But we have to experience that. Not to be kept there, but we need to know who he is and we need to know who we are outside of him. Peter says, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Actually, as we acknowledge our weakness and know that it's only Jesus who can rescue us, that's the place of freedom. And Jesus never, ever leaves us in that place of despair. There's no word of rebuke to Peter from Jesus. He says, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Those are words of reassurance, forgiveness and commission. Listen, Jesus doesn't call you because you are qualified. He qualifies you. Because you're called by him. Peter is released. And you know, sin doesn't have to disqualify us because Jesus came to save sinners from their sin. That's what the cross and resurrection was all about. And it doesn't matter how dark and desperate it's been. Jesus came to save you and set you free to live for him. Do you hear his words to you right now? Don't disqualify yourself. Don't let lies say you are too sinful to be of any value to God. We're all the very reason why he came. And today can be a fresh start. Confess your sin and hear Jesus' words of forgiveness and recommission. But finally, the fourth thing is this. We now get to go and fish for people. <laughs> Jesus said to Simon Peter, from now on you'll catch men. People and their state before a holy God are to be our concern. For Peter, his old job is redefined. These fishermen pull their boats upon the shore, leave everything and follow Jesus. That is so radical. Jesus now redefines what we are to give ourselves to. All that we are, all that we do, is about bringing others to know him. We're in the people business, introducing Jesus to him, one at a time. And so our work, whatever that is for us right now, is not just about making a living. Our home is not just a place we retreat to. Our road is not just the neighbourhood we live in. They are places to go fishing for Jesus Christ. And God wants to bring many men and women, boys and girls to know him. He does that through you and me, walking with Jesus and listening to his voice. Listen, virus or no virus, that is true. We are not now fighting for survival as church. We are releasing revival in the hearts of men and women. We are not shut. We are released. And I just want to invite you again, just know the church is still open. We can't physically get in the room. I know the government have said that we can worship a little bit, but there's so many things that that we can't do. We're not in a hurry to get back in the room because we realise that that's not all the deal. But we're still serving the kingdom of God. We're still serving the vulnerable and the needy with food. Why don't you come and help us with that? Why don't you come and give some time to help pack parcels on a Wednesday? That's such a blessing. We're still caring for the former rough sleepers by visiting and sharing the gospel with them. Why don't you come and give yourself to come and and do that? Yeah, we have to be physically distanced but we're not socially disconnected. In fact, I hate that term social distancing. I want to redefine it. We're physically distanced, but we're not socially disconnected. We're still doing Alpha online. You can do that from your own home. You can not only do it, but you can actually help lead it. You can be part of it. We're just finishing one set of courses. We've got some more that are gonna happen just a little bit later on. You can get involved with that. You can share your faith. You can bring your friends to that. Do you know one of the lifelines for me has been that we've been doing pop-up or open-air church. I've so loved the fact that we've got out there and we've shared the good news and hope of Jesus Christ. Why don't you think about getting involved with that? Why can't you come and share a testimony of that? Why can't you come and share what Jesus has done in your life? I'm, I'm saying to you guys, come on, get out there, come with us, come with us on the journey of this. We're still supporting our brothers and sisters in places like Malawi and Tanzania and other nations. We do that through giving. We do that through encouragement, through social media and so on. Why can't you do that? Why can't you be involved with that? If you've got a phone, you can contact someone and pray with them. There are so many right now who need that encouragement. We've we've come up with this term, pavement pastoring where we go for walks with people. You can do that now. Yes, we have to be physically distanced, but you can do that. Why don't you take the opportunities to do that if you're not already doing it? And of course you can be a media missionary. It's so much more straightforward to invite your family, your friends and your neighbors to watch a broadcast, to watch a morning devotional, to watch something that we're doing online than it perhaps even was to go and invite them to come to a room or to a building. And so church, we get to be fishers of men and women. That's what we're about. So we pray, we welcome, we invite, we go to the people that God leads us to. And we're active in sharing our faith because this is the call that Jesus has placed on our life. This is now your call. I just want us to take some moments to respond. So if you'd like to stand or maybe you'd like to kneel, just come. Let this be a moment where we can come again to Jesus. I just want to invite you to open your heart to Jesus. Just Let him get into your boat. He wants to come in. Just welcome him. Say, Jesus, come into the boat of my life. What's he saying to you? What are those things that even as you've been listening today, you know you need to respond to? Maybe there are areas of your life that you need to be obedient with and you know you haven't been. This is a time for you just to say, Lord, I'm sorry, but I listen to your voice because you say so. I'll do it. I feel for some of you right now that might be in steps of obedience around giving your finance. For others of you, it might be around areas that you're involved with maybe areas of sin that you've got entangled with. But right now, this is a moment for you just to come and say, Jesus, please cleanse me and help me. But all of us right now, we just need to receive that call of Jesus again. Jesus, we receive that call to be fishers of men and women and boys and girls. We say... Send us out to catch many fish. Lord, make us bold and courageous, even this week. Lord, let us go to the people. Let us receive the people that you send our way. And let us be confident in sharing what you have done in our lives. For the glory of your name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you, church.